But what a powerful witness this is to the world that when things are difficult or uncomfortable or inconvenient, that our happiness transcends our circumstance. Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. Hi, it's February 12th, and today's word is makarios. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, Jesus here teaching in a portion of Scripture called the Beatitudes. Verse 1, Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And Jesus goes on to describe six more circumstances or dispositions in which the people of God are blessed. Blessed is the typical translation of the word here, but I want to point out it also means happy or to be envied. Uh, Makarios describes a believer in an enviable or a fortunate position because they have received God's favorable provision or his spiritual benefits. Maybe you've heard, and I've been guilty of saying it myself, that God cares more about your holiness than your happiness. What I meant when I said this is that spiritual growth and maturity takes discipline. We, we can't always do what comes most naturally or what feels good in the moment. Now, there is certainly truth here, but I do believe that this statement is misleading and even that it can rob us of a right view of both holiness and, if we're not careful, happiness. Humbly, I would submit to you that God does not like this statement because it makes holiness and happiness mutually exclusive. It sets them as poles or extremes of the Christian life and the Christian experience. We can either, according to this statement, it seems, pursue holiness or we can pursue happiness, but not both. The happy truth is that we need not choose between the two. We can have both. And in fact, my point here is that God expects us, the Christian, the the, the God-fearer uh, and the Christ-follower, to have both. To be holy is to be happy. And due to the transformative power of the Holy Spirit in the Christian, and by that I mean having the mind of Christ and a heart of flesh, because of that transformative change, for the Christian to be happy is for the Christian to be holy. In Acts chapter 20, verse 35, Paul lets us in on a teaching of Jesus that we actually don't get in the Gospels. Paul tells the Ephesian elders, Remember the words of the Lord Jesus, who he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, as we get older, especially as parents, we are forced to learn the lesson that life does not revolve around us. We don't get our way as often or on as regular a basis. Our big birthday parties are far less frequent. We receive fewer gifts. We receive fewer handouts in life in general. We learn that giving is more necessary than receiving. We even learn to appreciate that giving can be more rewarding than receiving. It is inevitable, and in a way it's forced upon us as adults or those growing in maturity. But Jesus is teaching goes farther and says that we prefer giving. 
It's not just something that we uh, acknowledge or submit to or find inevitable, but we prefer. It makes me happier. I am happy to make sacrifices for the good of someone else. The more I can prefer someone else over myself, the better. Ten times out of ten, we would say, if giving someone what they really need limits me in getting something I want, I'm thrilled to be a blessing. We don't consider giving inevitable or simply or merely worthwhile. No, giving my life away for the good of another and for the sake of Christ is what I want to do. Essentially, I do receive. I consider myself fortunate when I can give and be a blessing. How countercultural this is, right? How contrary this is to the natural man. That the change for the Christian, though, is obvious. Our lives are no longer about us. Our lives are about God, and our lives are lived from the grace of God, and we live for His name. How can we not be blessed when we are obeying Him and living in a way that pleases Him? And God has taught us in His Word, and, and He's even demonstrated for us in Christ how to think and how to live and love, and His ways lead to true freedom and true peace and true abiding happiness. The way of God is the only way to truly live the good life, and while some will think us crazy and revile or ignore us, to some that life will be enviable. And you'll notice in the Beatitudes how the Christian is, quote, blessed even, and maybe especially, in seemingly unfortunate conditions such as persecution and weakness, humility, uh, mourning, etc., But what a powerful witness this is to the world, that when things are difficult or uncomfortable or inconvenient, that our happiness transcends our circumstance. And we really are truly blessed to depend on God more, to be used by Him more, and to treat others how He has treated us. It makes us smile. Did you know that God smiles? The closest we get, and I think this is fairly clear, in Numbers chapter 6, we read, May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. What an encouraging thought that God is happy toward us. Interestingly enough, the word makarios in the New Testament is generally used of people, but twice in 1 Timothy, Paul uses it of God. In 1 Timothy 1, Paul writes, In accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God, the happy, enviable, fortunate God. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, he writes, Our Lord Jesus Christ, he who is the blessed and only sovereign. He is glorious, yes, he is sovereign, of course, and he is also happy. He is the most fortunate, fulfilled, and truly alive being that we can imagine. And this is the life he offers us. What a blessing that is. And so, Christian, let us be happy. May we be completely satisfied in him. We are, in fact, living the good life. And to say that we are fortunate is a cosmic understatement. In Christ, we have what the world desperately needs and what many see and want. Let's be eager to give it away today, to share the hope that we have in Christ, eager to love others the way our God has loved us. And may all of this godliness and holiness make us supremely happy.